to another edition of T Watches Scary Movie. My name is T, and of course, we're talking scary movies. I appreciate you tuning in for another brand new review here. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. That's the video version on the YouTube page. And then you can check out the audio versions half an hour before that as well. Any movies I'm reviewing, I'm going to get my letterbox reviews up as well. So you can find my written reviews on Letterbox and on Rotten Tomatoes as well, too. So tonight we are talking Peacock's latest slasher streaming now. That is sick. Now, uh, we're only here in January or about uh, we're midway, actually exactly midway through January at this point. But this coming March. This coming March will actually mark the third year anniversary of COVID lockdowns in the U.S. And that's crazy to think. That's so crazy to think it has been three years since uh, since all of that kind of began. Because if you look back to 2020 and then you look to this film, Sick, the fact that this is one of the very few like horror stories that focused on that time that's been released is really really interesting only interesting because um uh, like hollywood has a fascination has an absolute fascination on uh on making like movies and tv shows making light's probably not the right word but making money at least out of the most horrific events in our history and a lot of times, like especially in the last like 20 or 30 years, we've been fairly timely about that to where you're going to get something focusing on like tragedies that we've gone through within, I don't know, like a couple years, like a few years of those events happening. And I don't know if that's the right move, because if you think back to like back in like the 90s, um, uh, like, or, like even the early 2000s, like we still hit older events, but it takes us decades to get to it. So it's it's interesting that in this day and age to where independent filmmaking is probably at the height of it right now, um, it's only going to get better that this is one of the very few high profile films focusing on the pandemic, focusing on COVID that we've actually had being released. And it's interesting because we've, we've had a number of films focusing on other pandemics and fake pandemics. I mean, you think the movies like Outbreak or Contagion, just to name a few. And a lot of times when you're getting movies that are focusing on pandemics, they're pandemic films, you're in one of two categories. Either one, you're like this kind of Oscar bait, star-studded drama affair, which there's nothing wrong with that at all. I remember Outbreak actually scared the shit out of me uh, when I saw it back in the 90s, and that's not even supposed to be a horror film. Uh, Contagion scared the shit out of me, uh, and that might be a horror film. Uh, and it's even scarier, you know, if you think back to the way things were just a few years back and what uh, a lot of people in this world are still dealing with with the COVID, uh, COVID pandemic. But it's either that one where it's a star-studded uh, Oscar bait drama affair or, to be blunt, it's some kind of zombie movie because it's, it's one or the other that we're usually getting with this kind of story, that, uh, this kind of story being told. And Sick has actually managed to be unique in this sea of these different kind of films because it's very firmly a slasher film. And not only that, but it's set in 2020 at the height of COVID when all of this is going down. So that sets it apart from a lot of these other films that are set around pandemics. Um, 
a, uh, uh, and you, you think about like the things that scared us back during the lockdowns, um, that, you know, you go out and like, uh, a group of customers, uh, decide to stare at another customer who just starts coughing. Remember that? Or, uh, people co constantly reminding others to mask up, wiping down groceries when you get home. Uh, the idea here that co-writers Kevin Williamson and Caitlin Crabb, they wrote this story that absolutely could have come off very cliche, but instead it actually transports you back to what admittedly for a lot of us are some really, really, really recent feelings, uh, stuff that we're still kind of getting on the other side of. And I don't mean to make light of any of that because I know there has been far, far worse situations out there involving COVID, but the fact that this is very much invoking a lot of these feelings from just a few years ago, uh, so, so on point is kind of crazy to think. And I, I've seen some people already try to describe this film as scream set during the pandemic. And that makes sense because, again, as I said, Kevin Williamson is co-writing this, uh, co-wrote this film. But then there's something else you have to really consider with that. Is Scream's ongoing legacy that it was a mega self-aware, at times, parody of the slasher genre and pop culture of the time? Is that its legacy? Or is it about a killer in a mask who uses phone calls and texts to torment their victims. Uh, because honestly, when you think about the legacy that Scream has set up and all the slashers we've had since then and the meta self-aware horror films that have come out, I feel that a lot of times it gets lost upon people or they have a hard time choosing where they actually think that that legacy lies at. And the thing is, whichever answer you choose, whichever one you go with, Sick doesn't really lean into either enough to be seen as anything more than a passing nod to Scream, in my opinion. And I say that as a good thing. I don't need every slasher to be another Scream. I, I don't always need like a whodunit. Sometimes just a killer uh, tormenting young adults can work by itself. Not everything really has to be like, oh, it's another Scream or it's Scream plus this or it's Scream plus that. Now, that's not to say that our COVID-masked killer lacks motivation, um, but it's nothing on a grandiose level of Billy Loomis and Stu Mocker. Scream 2, though, hmm. Now, kills in this were brutal, uh, and while some will definitely call out the low body count, the script, again, specifically sets up an environment where there understandably just can't be and there shouldn't be more victims. And that was actually refreshing because I know that one criticism that I sometimes po uh, throw to horror films is that it's just such a low body count. And maybe that's just because I feel that sometimes a killer or a monster or whatever can be more effective when you have more victims to play with. But sometimes if those victims just come off as cannon fodder and they're just there to pad that, that can be just as worse. And I think Six take, takes the right route of saying, look, it would be impossible for there to be more people here because then we're gonna actually lose uh, a lot of the sympathy we might have for our lead characters in this film. And so that's a very important balance. I think Sick knocks, knocks right out of the park is that there's a, a good reason why there's not more people involved in this story. Now, with that being said, uh, uh, the, the again, the kills were incredibly brutal and the 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 chase scenes in this film absolutely 
uh, it seemed like they hurt quite a bit, which I always love because, you know, if somebody's trying to kill somebody, somebody's trying to catch them in these kind of films, a lot of times you really think, like, how, like, how humane are they going to be? If the point is to actually hurt these people, to scare them, is to absolutely terrify them, then they're doing everything in their, in their realm of possibility to hurt the people that they're after. And I feel that our killer in Sick absolutely has that at hand. Like, there isn't a lot of mercy here for any of the victims that the killer is after. And that translates into the motivation for sure. And that's even with two leads that I ended up rooting pretty, pretty hard for in Parker and Miri. Um, the, these two are best friends, uh, but we can clearly see that Parker is the bigger partier. She's definitely more on the carefree side, where Miri is by the book and trying to take every precaution with everything that's going on, including the COVID pandemic lockdowns that they're both in. And both these women absolutely get their hands dirty in order to stay alive. And again, these chase and fight scenes that they had throughout the film had me holding my breath because they made it very much a big thing to focus on hands in this film, not just in terms of cleanliness, but in terms of hands actually getting damaged. And oh boy, does it happen a lot in this film. So I was holding my breath a lot during these chase scenes, wondering, all right, who's catching something through the hand at this scene? Uh, really, really good though. And the fact that we care enough about our two leads in this is all, all, all the better, which is also very interesting because I think the movie would very much lead you to believe this film is only about one lead, is that Parker uh, uh, Parker is our lead of this story, when in truth, not really. Actually, both Parker and Miri have the same amount of screen time, and they're both, uh, they're both actually two sides of the whole heart and the crux of this story. So you actually have two leads that you're following around in this film. Um, and I appreciate that director John Hems brought us a very timely slasher that was able to take myself at least back to a few years ago so distinctly. Um, you know, it was easy for me to jump right back into what I was doing back in 2020, which was not much of anything at all and feeling like a lot of these characters do. And there's definitely a sense of privilege that comes from it for sure, which I'm sure a lot of you are probably identifying with while you're watching it as well. But the flip of that is, is that I was jumping and moving whenever the killer showed up. So uh, no matter how I was getting back into my 2020 mode, I was definitely feeling energetic while watching this. Now, Sick is not going to reinvent the wheel, uh, and it wasn't supposed to either. This is one of Peacock's finest showing on a platform that could definitely use more impressive content. And I'm really, really hoping that uh, NBC, Comcast, you know, the, the guys behind this here, they're taking note of the promising response from this because we don't need a sick two. We really, really don't want to don't don't need a sick two. Um, and because there is a very easy opening for a sequel to this, there's an opening for a prequel to this as well, too. Um, you could very much expand this story, but I don't think it would really serve much of a purpose. But more high profile uh, horror releases on streaming, good. Getting Kevin Williamson co writing or writing something that includes more teen slashers, even better. It's a simple, timely COVID slash for y'all, and you can check it out right now on Peacock. Is a big fan of Fangoria. So if you want to check out the world's 
best horror magazine that's out there. Get a chance to get yourself your own subscription, which I just got my first one back in 2022, and I don't regret it for a second. But if you want your own Fangoria subscription or you like the Fangoria merchandise, then head over to the Fangoria shop and use my link if you want to save yourself some money, folks. That's an easy one to remember. Just go to shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W. Again, that's shop.fangoria.com slash A-X-D-E-W or use my specific code A-X-D-E-W at checkout. You can save 20% off your entire order and that implies two uh, subscription and one-time orders as well. You don't want to miss out, folks, because with the magnitude of horror movies we've had released in the last few years and with what we have on the horizon, Fangoria is going to be your number one source for all that great juicy bloody information in the world of horror. So again, head to shop.fangoria.com. Hey there, folks. Thanks for tuning in to T-Watch This Scary Movie. I appreciate you checking out another review or movie news, whether we're talking movies, TV shows, books, or games, whatever. It's all scary. Remember, you can check out new episodes every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time on the YouTube page video. That's youtube.com slash C slash Scary Movie. Again, youtube.com slash C slash Scary Movie. And you can check out the audio version on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Just search T Watch the Scary Movie or Twaza. Don't forget, my name is T. We've been talking scary movies. Stay scared.